Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you. Speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S, group.com. Let's go get your money. Welcome to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast, where we empower women to own their power, create influence and impact, and live life unapologetically AF. It's time to leverage your expertise, resources, and relationships to build your business, brand, and badassery. So just click subscribe and let's get it. I'm your host, Kelly Charles Collins. Welcome to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. And today with me, my guest is Nicole Walker. Nicole is an award-winning podcaster, global influencer, international speaker, podcast coach, and women empowerment advocate. Yes, she is all of those things. And Nicole attributes much of her personal and professional success to starting her podcast, Win Hers United, because it changed her life. So we will talk about that a lot, Nicole, because I think it's so important for people to understand, you know, our backstories. And Nicole has been named a top 50 mom in podcasting and Win Hers United has received numerous accolades, such as being ranked among the top 10% of podcasts worldwide and winning the best black business podcast of 2020 award. Go sis, so proud of you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast because I know that Um, Before I started my podcast, I had spoken to you at one point about doing a podcast. And I was like, I don't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I want to do all that. And then here I am doing the podcast. So I'm so blessed um, to have you on as a guest. So I want to start with you. When you talk about that you attribute podcasting, right, to your personal and professional success, what do you mean by that? Okay. So with podcasting, and I say this often, like, I feel like I teleported into a entirely different realm, like kid you not. So before podcasting, I didn't necessarily hang around the people that are going in the direction that I pivoted my life to go into. Right. So wasn't focused on entrepreneurship, wasn't focused on business, I've always been the kind of person that, you know, drops knowledge, you know, go-to person, but that wasn't my main thing. You know, it was more of a party girl lifestyle. Let's hang out, you know, chill, things like that. And when I started podcasting, it came from the need of wanting to see women support other women. It came from wanting to see people talk about uh, mindset principles and going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, right? So all of these things that I wish I had or I wish I saw in the world that at the time I wasn't seeing. So when I decided to start my podcast, 
it actually opened me up to this world, right? Like I tell this and people probably think I'm crazy, but like I thought I was the first person creating this kind of platform because in my world, it didn't exist, Mm. right? So when I decided that I wanted to be the change that I wanted to see, I then was exposed to this world of people that also want to be the change in the world, right? So networking with different women, going to different conferences, like really immersing myself amongst a new network of people that then allowed me to help others as well as level up myself. Yeah. And I love that you said to be the change that you want to see, right? So often we talk about things, oh, I wish things were different. I wish, you know, we could have this over here or that over there. And we don't realize that we are the somebody who could make that happen, right? We are the people who could create that change. So what was going on in your life before you came into, you know, the world of podcasting? Well, I actually relocated, right? So, you know, like... I'll take a step back. So for several years, I was functionally depressed, right? I didn't know I was depressed though, right? I I was living the life that I knew, you know, and had become accustomed to not realizing that I wasn't okay. You know, I think that it's been taboo and sometimes still is taboo to say I'm not okay. You know, so I'm living this life, working in corporate America, married at the time, Uh, I don't know if I had my second child as of yet. So, you know, first uh, my daughter, maybe my son, you know, own a house, you know, all of these things that the world tells you is the way to go. But yet on the inside, I didn't feel that way. Right. So, you know, coming into accepting that I wasn't okay, you know, trying entrepreneurship things here or there. This is back when I lived in New Jersey, but none of them really panning out. And then, I relocated from New Jersey to Florida because my daughter decided to go to college in New Orleans. So praise God for my daughter because she really was a catalyst. Like I always say she saved my life. You know, I was a teen parent, but you know, like a lot of her existence helped me to want to do other things. Right. And with her deciding to move from New Jersey to New Orleans, I was like, look, I'm not okay with no 18 hour distance (laughs) between me and my daughter. Right. Like, this is not not okay. (laughs) Right. So like, what am I going to do? Right. I don't want to be the parent that moves next door to the daughter. Like, I don't want to be that parent. You know, but I can't do this 18 hours. And I had always talked about relocating, but that's another, you know, like you could talk about it all you want, you know, when you actually do it, that's when, you know, you make it real and it happens. So she was that push. So I decided Mm -hmm. to move to Florida because I'm like, okay, I cut the distance down from 18 to nine hours. I'm closed, but I'm not too close. You know, she won't feel like (laughs) right. She won't think I'm knocking on the door. Exactly. Right. So, (laughs) So that, you know, that move really changed a lot for me because I remember saying, I'm going to try entrepreneurship again and I'm going to take it seriously this time, right? Um, One of the, I feel like we put things in front of ourselves to kind of validate who we are when we really don't need that validation, right? So back in 2016, I got my master's degree because I felt like, oh, to be taken seriously in the entrepreneurial world, I need a master's degree, right? But then two years later, I got a master's degree, but I'm still not doing nothing. So it's like, okay, Nicole, what other excuse do you need? Right. You know, to 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 show up the way that you want to show up, the way that you deserve to show up, right? You know, because I was feeling lackluster with the life that was in front of me. So that move, getting away from everyone I knew, you know, and not knowing anyone here, um, it forced me to 
change the things I did, right? Like I can't, well, I chose not to be the party girl, right? Because I didn't want to be the solo party girl, right? Like I don't have a crew <laughs> to party with, right? So it's like, well, what can I do by myself? Oh, I could go to this business class. Oh, I could go to these expos, you know? And that kind of got the ball rolling in relation to me becoming a podcaster. So it was when I hired a podcast, no, a business coach that he suggested podcasting because I didn't even know what a podcast mm. was. Yeah. And how has how has being a podcaster impacted your life? Oh, night and day, night and day. So from being a podcaster, I have, like I said, just changed my network of people. The people that I surround myself with is totally different. I've become an international speaker all because of being a podcaster. Like I would have never applied to these speaking engagements had I not been a podcaster, right? Putting myself in a podcasting community then allowed me to be asked to be a speaker on several different platforms, right? Um, I've been featured in a book about podcasting. So being <laughs> featured in a book, right? Receiving awards, you know, um, just all of these things that I didn't even conceptualize, yeah. right? You know, like the, it just unfolded, you know, it just literally unfolded. Yeah. And, you know, and then on top of that, like, I think like the real shift is like the mindset, you know, and realizing whatever I want to do, if I put forth the effort, I can do it, you know, realizing that imposter syndrome is real right so it's always going to be this voice telling me that oh that's not good enough nobody likes you right but learning how to quiet that voice because as I continue to move and do things I continue to want to be better right so I have to learn how to handle these things that it comes to you regardless of what stage of life you're in right like but you have to know how to maneuver around them and push past them uh what else I don't know no, that's awesome because, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when, so when I talk to you about podcasting, part of the resistance that I had around podcasting was like, listen, I don't have time for another thing to do, right? I don't have time and I, you know, listening to people talking about all the editing and all the things that you have to do and to make it perfect and to do all this. And I was like, I don't have time to just be talking to people to just do whatever. And then when I went to um, this workshop over to, to actually launch my podcast, what really struck me in the way that she, um, Heather Havenwood, Heather Ann Havenwood is my podcasting coach, was that she talked about it from being a business, it is. right? And, and, the, and using it as one of the, just another pillar within your brand. Like how do you really make your voice heard? And as I have watched you over the year, so, you know, we connected and, and being part of Ladies Who Leverage and I watch and all the things that have happened with you with the podcast. And when we're talking about, you know, all these amazing awards that you've had, it has been in a short period of time, Nicole. And I, th I think the, the credit to that is that you have really just taken this on as a business, right? It's not that you're just a podcast host, right? Or I have this little podcast over here, like this is a business for you. So talk about what that means when I say, because I see it now, especially from having this vantage point, but how is that different, right? Than, than you know, taking it seriously as a business as opposed to, oh, I just have this podcast and I'm just talking to people every now and then. Yeah, so it is really, again, mindset and the way you look at things. So ironically though, when I started my podcast, in my mind, 
my podcast was a funnel to my business Mm -hmm. and my business was supposed to be leadership development, coaching, things like that, which indirectly I help people with that. Right. But that's not my moneymaker. So that's what I set it up to be, but I never advertise that I am this leadership development person, you know, come to me for these trainings. I never advertise that, but I continue to advertise my podcast, my podcast, my podcast. It just, one thing about me is that I'm an activator, right? So once I set my mind on something, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, you know? (laughs) So with the podcast, it was there and it was tangible, right? The leadership to me was intangible because I hadn't, I don't know, really put in all of my eggs like I did with the podcast. And over time, I would say maybe a year or less than a year, maybe a year, right? Like I came to a crossroads of really trying to hold both of these things up thinking, you know, cause I was getting frustrated cause I'm like, well, nobody's coming to me for this leadership thing. Right. <laughs> right. But I never, I never promoted it. I thought they were just supposed to come from osmosis and just <laughs> hop over and know that this is who I am. Like, are you kidding me? How do you not see this? Right. right. You're supposed to read my mind. So you know, in, in trying to do these two things, I just decided, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do the podcast and I'm going to be okay with doing the podcast, not realizing that all along, that's what I was doing. You know, like I was doing it all along. Right. And once I actually fully decided to immerse myself and do that next thing, you know, people were coming to me, like, I want you to teach me podcasting. Right. Like that was never in my plans, you know? And a lot of times I still wonder if I want it to be in my plans. Right. But like you said, because people see all of the success that I've gotten from it, they want that from me. So it kind of, it happened organically. You know, and it's just my, I have a, uh, what do you call that? I operate in excellence, right? It's, it's just my nature of how I do things, you know? So that's how it was able to just work it way, work itself out that way. And and I'm actually grateful that it did, right? You yeah. know, um, yeah, I'm grateful that it did. So, but what I do tell people in relation to, you know, when I coach in different workshops is that like, whatever your goal is, have that goal at the forefront before, you know, when you start and then make sure that you are crafting whatever you're doing around that goal. Right. Because I have this goal, but I didn't craft it around the goal. Right. So it ended up creating a life of its own, you know, which luckily I'm grateful that it happened, you Mm -hmm. know, so. Yeah. You know, you always have to, I always tell people begin with the end in mind, right? So I didn't make that up. People say it all the time, but that is, that is truly, I think the, the best way to get anything done. Right. And then I'm, I'm a master of reverse engineering. So if I can see it, I can figure out how to do all the things that I need to get there. So, you know, one of the things that um, you told me is that your favorite quote by Henry Ford is whether you think you can, or you can't, you're right. Right. And it's it's almost that's what you have been living in terms of, listen, I'm just going to do this. I can do this. Right. And I know that um, in the past year or so, there was some there was a hiccup with regards to your podcast. And it's something that you, you know, could have derailed you, but it didn't. So 
to explain to the listeners what I'm talking about, because I'm, I, you know, I know the story, but I think it's important for people to understand that sometimes as we're going along and we're doing well, there's something or someone who is going to get in your way and try to derail you off your path. And you really have to stand in your power and move forward. So would you mind sharing with us? I love, I love the way you, you built that up though. Let's just take a pause. <laughs> And celebrate you. That was awesome. So, um, okay. Yeah. So in, I want to say July, July, August, maybe August of last year, I ended up getting an email and in the email, it was asking for a meeting, right? Um, I don't remember the exact con, you know, title, but it was something about my business name. So basically I ended up being approached by a person that had the previous name of my podcast under trademark, right? So within that conversation, it's like, okay, I have this trademarked. You either have to come under my company, you have to change the name, or you have to pay me to use the name, right? And the what she actually wanted was for me to come under her company right so at this time I had just reached 20,000 downloads you know like coming off of a you know a big milestone really excited about everything that I built from the ground up not knowing anything about podcasting you know well you know over the time of course I right. attended workshops and things like that but from the beginning you know really infancy right and I was approached with this, right? So, you know, took some time, stepped back, thought about it, debated about it, decided to rebrand, right? So I had to rebrand my podcast, which like you said, that it could have derailed me because it felt, it was so emotional, you know, to have to like let go of something that you created, you know, and and in the like looking in hindsight, I really didn't let go of anything. I just changed the name. But initially, that's what it felt like. It felt like a failure. You know, it felt like like what is going to happen? Like it was just so gray and kind of defeating. It kind of did feel like I was defeated. Like, you know, like what did I do all of this work for? But on the flip side of that, it was like a, well, I must be doing something. Because right. <laughs> She is coming for me. She knows who I am. You know, and then the funny part about that really is like, this name was overused in the market. You know, so for her to come after me, like I even asked her, I'm like, well, are you going after everybody else? Like, because I'm one of many. I'm not the only one, right? But I want to say I was the only person of color. Mm. you know that was using this name right and then you know like this is like I said the summertime like that was when the whole people of color thing was like oh we got to help these people or get in on this thing that's going right you know so I don't know if that was the premise I'm not gonna you know assume but it was a thought in my head like oh what's going on here <laughs> right but you know I did decide to do a rebrand and you know after actually accepting that that's what I was going to do, deciding not to allow defeat, you know, it ended up being one of the best decisions I could have ever made. You know, I was able to differentiate myself in the market, created a unique name. People understand what the name is. I actually get a lot of people loving the name, you know? Um, yeah. And it, it was good. Yeah. 
And the lesson, you know, when I think about that story, the lesson in that is to just not give up on your dreams, right? Because you could, a couple of things you could have done is just been like, okay, just forget it. I'll just go underneath her, right? So just giving away your power in some ways, giving away your autonomy to just because you would would be so beholden to that name, right? Sometimes we hang on to things, yeah, right? And because we're hanging on to those things, it takes us off of our path or it causes us to give up our power to someone else. And yeah. so, you know, I loved the process that you went through because you, I mean, you didn't just be like, okay, whatever, like you fought, right? There, <laughs> You were like, I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to reach out to the people who can help me to figure out, you know, what are my options? Because that's the other thing too, right? To when you, when you are when you are confronted with something like this, to really reach out to the people that you know to figure out what are your options. Because when you said, you know, you're defeated and it's stressful and you've built all this and now what do I do? You could make some really bad decisions by not, you know, reaching out. So I think that that was awesome. And, you know, when you rebranded, right? Didn't did people people just came along with you, right? It wasn't like a, yeah. oh my gosh. And you, you know what the name. funny Yeah, and the funny part about that is like, you know, well, to take two steps back, right? Okay. I love what you said as far as the people, right? Because I believe, you know, like the people you surround yourself with, your counsel, that's super important, right? So kudos to you because you was one of those people for me, you know, to point me in the right, right. direction of a trademark attorney, right? Yeah. So now my name is under trademark, you know, yeah. hopefully I'll be getting the notice soon, right? So that is super important. Then also too, like um, knowing when to take advice and when not to take advice. That's right. Right. Because some of the people told me, oh, just say you decided to change directions. Oh, you know, like people rebrand every day, which they do. Right. But I, a lot of my life is an open book, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Because I feel like we go through to help others get through. So when this happened, I let people know, like under construction, something <laughs> right. happened that I totally didn't plan for. You know, I didn't give the story initially because I, you know, baited to give it, <laughs> you know, when I rebranded. Right. But I wanted to be real with people. And to also like my premise is to help people. Like I know that I'm not the only person that this may have happened to or that this may happen to in the future. Right. right. So let me help you. Let me share the story about no, I didn't rebrand because I felt like changing the name. No, this happened. This is real. I didn't do the trademark search I should have did in the beginning in the because beginning. I didn't even know anything about a trademark search. I didn't know anything about that. I did a search on podcast names. Nothing came up. Right. I didn't do a search on trademark because my mind wasn't even on trademark. Right. So that was really a part of me sharing that journey with people. I decided to delay the release of my seventh season mm -hmm. right, until I got everything together. And people were so forgiving because of that. You know, people were so forgiving. And then another caveat. Right. Like I did think about I thought about possibly going with the lady if she would have offered partnership, right? Mm. Because I'm bringing all of these downloads, all of these people, you don't have that. You know, you, you may have business connections, but we both have something valuable. Like you weren't talking partnership. You were talking a layer under. No, I'm not okay with that, right? So really understanding your worth and your value. And then two, like I wanted to keep my seventh season within the original time I allotted. So I asked the lady, well, what would I have to pay you 
to use the name for this period of time. She's like $1,500 a month, 500 hit, like this astronomical amount of money. Like, and I'm like, you know what, lady, forget it. <laughs> That's when I was like, no. look, y'all, this is what's happening. You know, either you with me or you're not. Either right. you with me or you're not. You know, and at the end of the day, you want to know who's with you or who's not with you because it's okay. I'm not That's for right. everybody and it's okay. That's right. And, you know, asking the right question. So even in what you were doing, you know, saying, listen, I know my value. I know what I'm bringing to the table. So if you want to talk as equals, we could talk about that. I'm not your subordinate, right? All we have in common at this point is that I'm using a name that you've trademarked, right? So, you know, being able to ask those questions and understand that you do have value, no matter what people are saying to you, you know, we always, we think a lot of people think that, you know, somebody who's been doing it longer or whatever, it just means they started first. <laughs> That's all That's it, it means. That's it. They started first. It doesn't mean anything, right? You know, um, I posted, I think in the group the other day about you don't have to be at the top to be the top. There are lots of people at the top of organizations and, and at the top of the game, right? Quote unquote, the top of the game, who are not the smartest, who are not the brightest, who are not the most resourceful or not any of those things. But what they've learned is they have value and how to communicate that value and how to negotiate that value. So mm -hmm. I think that that was really important that you said, you know, you thought about it, but not in terms of, oh, I'm just going to subordinate myself to you. But if you want to be a partner, right, where we can mutually benefit each other, then that's, you know, then that's one thing. So I think that that was um, just brilliant on your part to do that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it took, you know what, but it was a long time coming, right? Mm -hmm. So I want people to really understand, like, you know, like you said, they started earlier, you know, like where I am now is night and day from where I was before. And you talked about something like where you don't, you could be on the top without being on the top. Right. So in corporate America, I, I've always been known as the go-to person, right. Very resourceful, has the information, can point you in the right direction of the right people, right. Can help you to figure it out. But at that point in time, I didn't see my value, you mm -hmm. know, because I am even still like one position above entry level in a company that I've worked for for 15 years you know like that it just that just made my blood a little hot right <laughs> make you hot <laughs> you know right right and, the realization and, and that messed with me right because it made me not like if I was so great then why am I not further along you know to where whatever magical place that I imagined I would be right and and that messed with me for a lot of years but with podcasting like being able to get these accolades and people to recognize my work without me having to kiss anyone's ass you know or suck up to people because that's not my thing like I'm I'm about real relationships right and just allowing my work to speak for itself you know um but it took a long time for me to realize that I was a value because I felt so devalued in my everyday life in the past and people overlooked my contributions. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I want to go back a little further. So we've talked a lot about your podcast and we kind of skipped over this a little bit. The fact that you were a teen mom and, you know, to talk about that, because we have a lot of, you know, young women who, you know, 
get pregnant and you like you said you know we're on this path right we've been put on this path you're supposed to you know graduate from high school go to college then you know get a job then get married then have the kids and all this stuff how has um being a teen mom impacted your life and who you have become Mm, mm, good question so it was really interesting with me becoming a teen mom, right? Because I graduated number eight in my high school class, right? So always. Go, ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Go sis. <laughs> Thank you, right? Smart, so, y'all. <laughs> so top, top 10%, right? Yep. I'm, on, I'm on the stage. Yeah, right? me too. <laughs> the caveat is I'm on the stage with a belly, right? Like something just mm. isn't adding up. Right. right. So always super smart, just didn't always make the best decisions. Right. Yeah. Didn't really have any vision, you know, for my life, you know, any particular goals. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, that gave me a drive that I didn't have. Right. Like super naive. Like when I found out I was number eight in the class, I was surprised along with everybody else. <laughs> like, what? I'm number eight in the class. <laughs> like, I used to think everyone was just as smart as I was, right? Like really, you know, like didn't really, I don't, I don't judge people or, you know, it's more of what kind of person, how do you make me feel? Mm -hmm. Not how much do you know? You know, like that's kind of the, the place I live in or have lived in and well, still like to live in. Right. So I didn't realize how smart I was. I didn't realize how unique I was, you know, and didn't have any drive. So my daughter gave me that drive, that reason to want to push and work. Like I literally, I graduated in June, you know, eight, nine months pregnant. I had my daughter in July, in September, I was in college. I graduated in four years with a computer science degree with a kid. Like people without kids was taking five years. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm working full time, my own apartment, you know, like really laser focus. So my daughter helped me to get a laser focus, you know, because not only did I have to take care of myself, I had to take care of this little person, right? My daughter also changed my life because because of my daughter, I started to go to therapy and realized that I had like this depression and all of these different things going on. It was because something happened in her life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wish that the thing never happened in her life, but had it not happened and I didn't want to help my daughter, I wouldn't have got help myself. Wow. You know, because of my daughter, I'm relocated in a place where I could bloom into this person that I am today, all because of my daughter, you know? So I always say like, my daughter saved my life. You know, I don't promote teen pregnancy. I do feel like it makes your life harder than it has to Mm -hmm. be, you know? But it doesn't make it impossible. It does not. It does not. And it's so funny. I remember a conversation with my parents where it's like, oh, you're throwing your life away. This, this, that. (laughs) And I'm like, well, being pregnant is not going to make me lose my brain cells. Like, I'm still going to be smart. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it is this stigma. And I did have to climb out of this place of uh, low self-worth. Right. Because, you know, because of what I was told or, you know, like the narrative, you know, my, my self-worth was in the basement because I had this child at this young age, but yet, you know, always had the drive to want to do better and want to show her better. Yeah. It's interesting what kids do for you. Cause you know, they'll drive you crazy, but, um, <laughs> but 
I wrote a poem about my son and it, it was called Someone to Fight For. Mm. And what I, and I wrote about it in my first book and it was, it's this thing that you have, like you said, you had this little person, right? Yeah. And that little person was pushing you. You're like, I brought this little person into the world. I owe it to them, yeah. right? Even if not to yourself, if, even if you don't think at that moment to yourself, yep. I owe it to them, right? To, to do better, to be better, yeah. right? And so I love that you tell that story. And I like to ask those stories because so many of us had children when we were younger, mm -hmm. right? I was older. I had my child when I was 21, but I was still a young person, right? And mm -hmm. I was still in college. And I think it's important that as we go through life that we share these stories so that the women and, women and young women and young girls who come behind us know that it's not the end of the world. But as you say, it makes the world harder. It does. Right. Yeah. And it and it means that you have to be even more dedicated, even more driven, even more committed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To being the best person that you can be and really going after your your hopes and your dreams and your goals. Exactly. So as you are taking on the podcasting world by storm, what is next for Nicole? Oh, what is next for Nicole? That's a good question. So, of course, continuing with the podcast, actually planning some changes for season eight, which comes out in July, right? So continuing to move forward with that. In December of last year, I hosted my first virtual summit based yes. off of the podcast, right? So we'll be bringing you a virtual summit again this year in the sometime in the fourth quarter, probably November maybe early December, still planning out the actual date, but still moving forward with that, you know, really immersing myself into podcast coaching and helping other people feel this liberation that I've been able to feel because I realized that my voice mattered, right? Because I realized people do care what I have to say, right? I, I can help someone. So really helping other people in doing that as well. Yay. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So proud of you. I love watching your journey. I love watching. I just love watching women's journeys, yes. um, you know, and the bumps that we hit, but how we maneuver and how we negotiate and navigate that whole space. Yes. And so I am, I'm proud of you. I am, I can't wait to, to see what you come up with your next summit. Um, what's going to happen in the next set season. Cause you know, having seven seasons is huge. I mean, podcasts come and go all day, every day. Um, so I, I'm aspiring to be you <laughs> and and to keep going um, with the podcast. But if um, some if our listeners want to follow you, connect with you, um, subscribe to your podcast, because I want them to do that too, how can they do that? Okay, so you can find us on almost all podcasting platforms, I believe all, right? When hers united w i n h e r s u n i t e d so just search that in your podcast player it should come up you can go to winhersunited.com and from there you can link out to my different social media platforms send me an email winhersunited at gmail.com i love to hear from people just remember that's when hers right the play on us women who are winning. So remember that it's hers, W-I-N-H-E-R-S. 
That's awesome. I was just going to say, tell us what the name, <laughs> what the name means. Well, I'm so glad that you took the time to hang out with us today on Ladies Who Leverage podcast and for joining me on my journey in Ladies Who Leverage. It's been awesome for the past year being with all of you amazing women and building this global community. So keep kicking ass. Thank and you. Taking names. Yes. I'm watching and I know everybody else is watching and cheering you on. And for everyone who's listening today, thank you for tuning in. Please make sure that you subscribe to the Ladies Who Leverage podcast. And if you want to join our amazing community so that you can meet women like Nicole, please go to lwlinvestor.com and check us out. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is brought to you by Lady Lawyer Media. If you're a badass woman who's ready to take action to live life unapologetically AF, then you need to join our global community on Facebook, Ladies Who Leverage. And remember to subscribe to our podcast. And until next time, let's collab source, strategize, and monetize. Are you a current speaker or an attorney, coach, expert, or entrepreneur who's tired of speaking for free or being underpaid? Are you ready to make bank for your brilliance? I have the perfect solution for you, speaker moguls. We create highly paid sought after speakers by focusing on teaching you to master the business of professional speaking and building a bankable speaker brand that gets you known and paid. If you're ready to do what it takes for clients to put some respect on your name and pay you your value, you need to join our Speaker Moguls community now. You can join us at speakermogulsgroup.com. Yep, that's speakermoguls with an S group.com. Let's go get your money.